Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today, Ben Schreiner, Head of Business Innovation and Go-To-Market U.S. Commercial Sales at Amazon Web Services, otherwise known as AWS. Today, Ben and I are going to talk about different ways that business owners can grow their companies in uncertain economic times, which seems like most of the time lately. Welcome to the Small Business <laughs> Edge Podcast, Ben Schreiner. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be a great conversation. I'm excited to have you. You know, one of the things that kind of got me excited about our podcast today was an article you wrote. It was the title was Three Priorities for Small and Medium Businesses in 2023. And in it, you wrote, you, you kind of emphasized the importance of modernizing businesses, especially in times of like economic uncertainty. And so my first question, and I know my listeners are asking it, uh, what did you mean by modernizing? Like, and, and more importantly, why is that one of the three priorities for business owners today? Sure, Brian. Well, modernization means different things to probably every one of your listeners out there. Um, and so instead of providing my definition of it, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. Uh, all of your listeners are evolving their business, right? Mm -hmm. They need to, to meet the needs, changing needs of the economy or their, their customers. And that evolution, whether it's through automation or technology or adding people going into new markets, that's that's the nature of of small and medium businesses, and we really believe um, that the companies that invest in modernizing and continuing to evolve and meet the changing needs of their customers, those are the ones that succeed. Those are the ones that capture more market share. Those are the ones that grow. And during these difficult times, that's a great opportunity to invest in areas. Uh, to save time and money um, or potentially attract new or different customers uh, by innovating. Um, and so modernization means could mean getting off of a, a 10-year-old Dell server, for example. For some people, that's that's just modernizing. And I, I'm super empathetic to that. Um, but it could mean going serverless uh, and really cutting edge and leveraging AIML. So it's it's the gamut probably across your entire listener base. But I, I almost assure you that everyone out there is looking to evolve their business. Um, and we just blanketly categorize that as, as modernizing it. Or it could mean going from pen and paper to a computer. Oh, it certainly could. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. We do run the gamut here. So just just so you know, uh, I, I'm always amazed that sometimes when I talk to my listeners, where and, and they're all over, but uh, you know, really how some of them run their businesses, and it's it totally works for them. But you just you think to yourself, how is that even humanly possible? What you're doing <laughs> and being as successful as you are. Um, well, also in that article, you talk about, and, and, and this is, I think, where you're going with that modernization, the idea of going from traditional hardware services, like you mentioned, to cloud services. I understand the benefits of it, and I see how the features can really help businesses. It's amazing how many small and even mid-sized companies are still like um, on-premise, right, with their with their uh data and and with their computer services. So help, help 
help them out because I, I'm already where I need to be. But, you know, what, what are some of the obstacles that they uh, feel like they might be facing during the transition and, and how can you help them overcome them? Sure. So uh, for most companies that are, are on premise, the, the, the biggest barrier uh, probably is, is just change, right? This is a change and there has to be a, a reason to do it. So it, it starts with the why. What, what problem are you trying to solve? And most customers that I talk to are, are trying to solve a, a couple. One is cost, the, the cost of doing business um, when you're doing it on premise. Uh, there's, a, there's a fixed cost associated with that. Um, in addition, um, it's utilization. Uh, are we utilizing you know, that hardware investment to its fullest capacity. And uh, the simple truth is, uh, if you own the hardware, you have to buy enough for your peak capacity. And very, very few small businesses operate at, at peak capacity for, for very long. Um, and if you don't buy for peak capacity and you instead, you know, lower your threshold, then you run the risk of an outage or, um, you know, delays or, or slowness in the system, which could affect your customer satisfaction and employee satisfaction. So um, it really comes down to the why. Um, and then the other one, uh, cost is definitely one of them, but agility. Um, there are um, a cost of doing business, which is just time. How long does it take you to get a server? How long does it take you to get it configured and racked into uh, the rack that it's going to go? Or if you're using a hosted provider, how long does it take them to, to provide that to you? And all of that time impacts the time from idea to implementation, right? How fast can I change my business or affect my customer uh, um, experience. And really, that's what we're focused on is, is reducing that time and trying to um, express how you can change that paradigm. And instead of spending time on things that really don't differentiate your business at all, um, and spend the time, which is a, you know probably the most finite resource we all have uh, on this earth, uh, doing things that are more value added to your customers and making a difference to growing your business. Um, and the other thing is uh, that most small and medium businesses come to the plate with with two strikes against them already, right? They have limited IT staff mm -hmm. and a limited budget, right? So already two two pretty big strikes, uh, and so AWS in particular really is trying to help make it easier to learn, leverage the resources that you have. Uh, we have a free tier service that allows people to start playing with AWS, get comfortable, learn. We have 600 uh, free classes you can take to build your confidence. And then we have a host of partners that are dedicated to this particular um, segment uh, to help customers where they are in their journey. So if you're just getting started or if you're familiar like yourself, uh, we like to say we, we meet the customer where they are. We want to understand their business goals. And then we drive towards a plan um, that, that achieves those. So you mentioned something that I know everybody was shaking, you know, shaking their heads in agreement. And that is time. So obviously with every business being different, I mean, what is the time frame that we're talking about, you know, for a business to migrate to the cloud? Is it a day, a month, six months? So it, 
but like like your listeners, it runs the gamut, uh, yeah. and it's usually pivoted on um, how much modernization you want to do in flight. Uh, if you're just taking what you have and moving it over to us, that can be done in, uh, you know, if it's if it's on VMware, it can be done in a matter of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not on VMware, it can be done in a matter of weeks or or, or months. Um, and then if you are going to try to modernize, uh, you know, and think maybe rewrite an old application, that level of complexity certainly takes a, a bit more time. Um, and so it really does depend on the scope. We see um, often about 80% of, of what a, a smaller medium business has um, can can truly be just lifted and shifted over. And maybe you change the, the operating system, minor tweaks to it. Uh, we call that re-hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, and about 20% is the focal point of, of truly modernizing, really changing uh, how the application works or, or how the data um, you know, is, is consumed. So that 80-20 blend is, is most common. And, and I would say, uh, you know, again, we see migrations happen over a weekend and we've seen them take uh, you know, upwards of, of 12 months. But for most small and medium businesses, if they have a, a plan and a, and a, and a, a desire to move quickly, uh, both us and our partners can help them move as, as swiftly as, as they're ready to move. And, and for every business, I would think that they have, they have some form of their business activity in the cloud. Right. They're 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 doing something in the cloud now based on, as you mentioned, through partners. Right. Whether it's uh, it's your banking or it's your CRM or um, it's, you know, maybe some sort of uh, marketing campaigns. Right. That they're doing right. Sure. Right. So the fact of the matter is that and and I'm trying to give you like an example, uh, a restaurant maybe with five locations. Right. Here's here's I'm I'm trying to think like some of the listeners that I know we have. uh, Sure. Or even a franchise that has five locations. You know, they want to move what they're moving to the cloud is the way that they communicate with all five locations and each location's customers. Right. The front office and the back office. Right. So it's sales and marketing on the front end. And then it's all maybe inventory control and and um, data collection and and analysis and financials, all of that back end stuff. So that's what they're going to move to the cloud. And the beauty of that is the upside is that they can run everything in some cases off of their phone or their computer and that everybody has access to it in real time. They can make changes in real time. Right. Exactly right, and that's that's the ideal state. And and your what you're describing is kind of the the network effect that is AWS. Many uh, of those applications are software as a service, and the reason your listeners are gravitating to those are are they solve a problem, right? They solve a problem, and they're easy to use. Um, the the challenge for some small businesses is getting those different applications to talk to each other, right? Because the flow of information from billing and inventory and so forth in your accounting system, that all that data flow is very, very important. And sometimes is where the paper and the Excel spreadsheets come into play to, to kind of uh, bubble gum and duct tape uh, the, the, the flow of information. Yeah. Um, that's where we see efficiencies by aggregating these things all in one cloud. And, and again, many of those software as a services um, or, or value-added resellers, as we call them, um, they operate uh, it on AWS. Most software providers are going to choose one 
one or more clouds, and they usually start with us because we're we're the largest and have the largest um, marketplace. We have uh, thousands of software titles available in our marketplace that uh, small and medium businesses can can go and, and purchase. Um, but it's that integration and, and where does that data all live? And you mentioned it, that, that consolidating and bringing it all together so that you can then extract out those insights and make the decisions to better manage your business and inventory. Um, it's absolutely critical. I think more important to this segment of the market than even the big, large companies that can afford to, to kind of do this stuff on their own. So getting back to something you said, which was interesting, is that, you know, you they can select uh, software from some of your partners. So it's almost like, uh, I don't know how to describe, like, it, it, it's you're like the giant supermarket, you know, here's produce, here's the meat section, here's, you know, the candy aisle. And you, can exactly. go there and, and you say, look, we have these partners who run kind of seamlessly and efficiency together on AWS. And so if you're looking for a specific solution, so there are some solutions that you have that you may replace, but then there's also solutions that we have that you might not even have been thinking about. Right. Like a, 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 Absolutely. a particular solution, again, whether it's front end like sales or marketing and you're saying to yourself, yeah, I'd love to have this marketing campaign solution. Oh, you know, we have a whole aisle of that. You know, here are dozens of, of software solutions that can help you do exactly what you're looking for. And they integrate with the sales programs that we have as well that you currently use. That's exactly it. That, that is the AWS marketplace. It, it has thousands of titles that are searchable and they're categorized. I think we have 50 different categories from security and networking, depending on the problem you're trying to solve, you can uh, ideally find, you know, probably more than one solution. Um, and that becomes a problem and a challenge for some small and medium businesses is uh, like the toothbrush aisle. There's, there's too many choices, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah. how do I, how do I decide which one's the right one for me? And that's really where our system integrator partners play a valuable role um, where they can help advise when they understand uh, the the challenge, the problem you're trying to solve or that integration challenge, uh, that's where that uh, system integrator partner can uh, can really play a valuable role for a small and medium business. So that's interesting. So now you, your system integrators probably have industry benchmarks, right? You, you can, you, you help, you know, when you think of retailers, well, how many retailers have you helped and you see what works and what doesn't, you know, cause each business trying to assess their own unique situations and needs when it comes to modernization, right? They're saying to themselves, they're going to a place that they've never been to. Correct. And, and, and they come to you and you say, we do this, you know, hundreds of times a day, right? Thousands of yes. times a day, you know, your, your business as unique as it is, we've seen this all before. And so that's we, an, another area where you're helping them. We, we, we definitely have. Um, we've developed actually over the last you know decade of helping, you know, to your point, thousands of customers do this, a methodology for migrating uh, to AWS and, and getting the full potential and leveraging AWS to, uh, to help grow your business. Uh, and that methodology is actually what we teach system integrators. They get certified in this competency um, mm -hmm. and they have to demonstrate a high customer satisfaction, successfully helping small and medium businesses uh, migrate to AWS uh, following 
these best practices that we've established through a lot of lessons learned over the last decade. But those best practices help reduce the risk. They help speed up the time to value, um, and they really uh, help ensure that our customers get what they want, which is those cost savings and that agility or improved security that they're looking to get by migrating to AWS. So it is absolutely critical to, uh, again, follow a, we call it a well-worn path uh, to AWS. Um, you're, you're not the first, but we are empathetic that 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 business owner, it is their first time. They haven't done this before, probably. And so you've got to address that, you know, how do you get somebody comfortable? And that starts with a business case. There has to be a financial reason or a problem that you're solving. And once everybody understands that and we've got the right resources in place, things tend to go pretty quickly uh, after that. But it, it all starts with that justification and then having a good plan and then executing uh, to that plan. What, what what's the onboarding look like and, and, and kind of that learning curve? Because I think that's the other sure. that's really going to hold businesses back. Right. So I think of businesses that, you know, because you talk about optimization, you talk about, um, uh, you know, saving time and money and and all of these positives. But one of the things that that. I, I feel like most business owners struggle with is time management. You know, hey, Ben, what you're saying to me sounds like it's unbelievable and will help my business. I just don't have the time right now to get everybody up to speed on what it would look like to operate our business from the cloud. So so how do you how do you overcome that, that learning curve of I've got you know 20 employees or I've got those five locations? How do I get everybody on the same page? Yeah, it's it starts with that leader having having the vision, right? And saying, like, we we need to change, right? That's that's really the crux is, and I you've said this in previous podcasts of your own, like what got you here won't get you there, right? right. And uh, right. I remember the quote well because it resonated very well with me. Because <laughs> well, uh, I say You're I say something I, I I definitely definitely listened to you, Brian. Uh, okay. and you said some you. you said some profound things over the years. Um the uh the, the truth of the matter is that vision um that that we need to change in order to be able to meet the needs or the changing needs of our customers it's, it starts with that leader right your listener um but then when it comes to their people i'll say this i, I spent a long time in data centers my my first uh, several careers were in data centers and uh, the knowledge that you learn um uh, probably 80% of it transitions into the cloud, right? So sometimes people think the cloud is something new and you're starting over or starting from scratch. And it's simply simply not true, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot of skills that will transition. There are some things you need to learn, right? So there is a learning curve, but you're not you're not starting from scratch. The next thing that's important is is getting training and getting the support you need. Um, you know, there's a lot of really smart people out there and, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll raise my hand. I've spent hours trying to figure something out when I should have just asked the question, right? I could have had somebody tell me the answer and I could have saved myself hours. And so I would encourage all of your listeners that we, AWS and our partners are, are here to answer your questions and to speed up this process because you don't have the time. Um, so you've got to have that critical need of, of change. Um, and I think uh, we're, we're at an inflection point. We certainly saw one with the pandemic where it forced 
change. Uh, I think this economic uncertainty is a forcing function for for change. But you're seeing companies, small and medium business, some of your listeners have taken advantage of the cloud and are pulling away because they're able to innovate faster, right? And that's that's the time savings that you get by being in the cloud. And so while it will cost you time now to kind of get everybody on board and to make the adjustments, what you get back is the ability to iterate significantly faster than you can in the kind of traditional IT business process world. And we're, we're hearing people leveraging AI ML or generative AI to do crazy things right now, which is it's hugely inspiring. And I will reference this. Your very first podcast in 2018, you referenced AI as a as a changing factor uh, of uh, that affecting small and medium businesses. And now you fast forward to now and I'm like, wow, were you, you know, the Oracle of small business, uh, you know, that long ago. Wow. Holy smokes. Now I got to go back and listen to it. That's you should. I, I found it fascinating. You were, you were spot on. You had a couple of other mentions. Uh, I'll say that, that really resonated with me. You said that there were four things and I wrote, about three things that small businesses yeah, needed to do. Yeah. You had four. One was addressing, uh, you know, are we prepared for the forks in the road or the pivots in the road mm-hmm. that are coming? To me, that's that's agility, right? Yeah. Um, you said, uh, do we have the right people in the right spots? That's the right. training issue that uh, we just talked about. Uh, you said, uh, uh, you know, are we on the right road, um, you know, with all the changes that are happening? You mentioned AI and social. And then the last one you said, which I, I really did like, is do we understand our customer and prospects needs? And at AWS and Amazon, we call that working backwards from our customer. And it's critical. I mean, Brian, you hit the nail on the head. With, we do that with our small business customers is we want to come in and understand your business, how you're trying to grow, and then develop a plan together on how to modernize, optimize, and monetize your business because we want to be long-term partners with our customers. Mm. We want to build a business that outlasts all of us. This is about legacy for many of your customers. They're going to pass it down from generate. Maybe they inherited it from a generation before them. Um, and we want to make sure that that legacy continues and prospers, right? They're all, none of your customers are trying to shrink. Let's be clear. They're, they're right. not trying to, right. and we want to help them grow. Um, but the only way we can do that is by having that dialogue, understanding what's costing a lot of money, what's costing a lot of time, and and then really innovating together to meet the needs of, of those changing customers. I, I tell this story all the time. I've uh, You and I were talking about our, our children uh, before we got on air. And my 20-year-old, if if they can't find it on their phone, they will never find you, right? Like if <laughs> it's that simple, there is a yeah. generation yeah. of buyers that will never find your product or service if it's not available on their phone. And that just, I mean, even 10 years ago wasn't the case. Um, and so I think all of your listeners need to be thinking about that new buyer and how they're going to attract and keep their attention. And it's it requires change. So you ping me in about a half a dozen ways just there. First, <laughs> you win podcast guest of the year for referencing my first podcast. Holy smoke. That was that was five years ago. That was five years ago that I did that. And uh, so that's a, a huge win. Um, but you, you're 100 percent right with what you just said. I'm going to make sure that that 
I post all of that in in the resources page of this podcast. You know, um, you know, there's so much that our listeners and I know my my and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to challenge my listeners. For those of you that have pivoted to the cloud with your business, I want you to email me. You have my email address, brian at smallbusinessedge.com. I want you to email me and I want you to tell me the greatest um, takeaways from that move, that transition to the cloud. I'll share it with Ben when you uh, when you email me with that. Or if you have yet to make the move to the cloud what is the single biggest reason? Is it time? Is it money? Is it um, resources? What uh, is it? Just the fear of the unknown. What what are the, what are the what are the one or two main reasons that you haven't moved your business to the cloud? Um, and by the way, I think it was back then that I had coined the the phrase, you know, OMG, oh my God, right? I think yeah. mine was when you referenced your son, the twenty year old. OMG was online, mobile, global. There you go. OMG, that you could reach anybody, anywhere, at any time on your phone. I I think it was at that time I I, I wrote a blog post where I had spoken to people in Australia, Germany, Ireland, the U.S., and Kuwait. In one, one morning, I did that all from my phone. Yeah, and I remember amazing. I was outside a 7-Eleven for my last call in my car, and it all just kind of hit me. Like, I cannot believe I was able to do all of this today from my phone. That's that's when you realized how far you've come. I couldn't agree more. I've got, I've got a couple of customer recent customer examples I'd love to share with you, if that's yes, all right. Um, so just, just to give your listeners a, 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 a feel for it, uh, there's a company called Bob Mills Furniture. Uh, out of Oklahoma, um, and they're an SMB, and they migrated to AWS from their on-premise hardware, and it, it allowed them to cut their cost, uh, automate uh, maintenance, and increase resiliency. Uh, so their uh, you know uptime has improved, uh, freed up resources to focus on growing their business, um, and they're able to innovate as we were talking about because they're not spending time on that on-premise hardware. And I got another. Buddy, uh, and uh, their company's headquartered in Germantown, Wisconsin. They had oh, a data yeah. center up there in Germantown, right? And I, mm-hmm. I used to live not too far from there. And he talked about moving to the cloud, and they did this pre-pandemic. But he talked about they used to have a maintenance guy that once a month had to go out, regardless of the time of year, and check the generator to make sure it was operational so that it could power their data center. And now that they're in the cloud, they don't have to, they don't have to have a generator. They don't have to have that maintenance exercise. And when the pandemic hit, his company lost no, didn't skip a beat, right? They were all in the cloud. They they had the announcement that everybody has to work from home. Everybody had laptops and they were able to continue to work without missing a beat, which I'm sure some of your listeners did not have that same luxury. Um, And it really did force some people to rethink how they deliver IT services. And so many small and medium businesses are growing in dependency on technology, whether it's their online presence, their phone app to communicate and reach their customer base. It's it's absolutely critical and it has to work. If it doesn't work, those customers are going somewhere else, right? And so it needs to have the reliability uh, because users today don't have any patience, right? At, at all. They don't. You're you're 100 percent right. You know, there was a there was a time when loyalty 
was much more of a priority for customers and and uh, providers or businesses, right? Um, and I think that everything has sped up so much and expectations that loyalty uh, only goes so far. You still see it among small businesses. You know that when you, you do. support a small business, you know that you're supporting a family and, you know, and, and a local community. And there's something to be said about that. But you're not going to do it at the expense of your own business or your own lifestyle. You know, you'll do it to a point. But then when things start to go sideways, you have to take you go, OK, well, I- I'm going to need to switch now. Sure. So, well, and it's it's your I mean, if you're an SMB owner, right? Your customers are going through this rough economic time too. And they're Mm -hmm. having to make choices with how they spend their money, right? And how far their money goes, right? So I think every owner out there and and leader out there, we have to earn that loyalty every day, right? With every interaction, you you have to reinforce, you know, why they're being loyal to you and you have to keep their their attention and continue to provide value. And that's uh, that's absolutely critical to being successful. Yeah. And I think small business owners understand that, you know, certainly, uh, you know, delivering on the customer experience, because in many cases, you probably will lose on price, you know, to a larger competitor. If you're in a commodity industry, by all means, you know, you've got to deliver something beyond just, you know, I mean, you probably have to be competitive on price, which can be a little higher, but it's the customer experience that you're delivering. So you've hit on a couple of things, which leads me to my next question, because again, I'm thinking about my listeners who haven't yet migrated to the cloud. And maybe it's because of the, you know, expense of it or the perceived expense, but are there ways for businesses to optimize their spend so that they can keep their costs in check while they're in the cloud or migrating to the cloud? The answer is absolutely. Uh, One of the things the cloud and AWS provides is is actually better visibility into your cost than anybody ever had uh, on premises. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you've got better visibility. You can actually set budgets and get notified when you exceed those budgets. So you get actually alerts that tell you uh, what's going on. Um, We, AWS, go to great lengths. Um, You can imagine uh, we operate many data centers around the world and our buying power is far exceeds your, any of your listeners uh, out there. And what we do collectively with, yeah, yeah, probably collectively. Um, But what we do with that buying power and the efficiencies, the operational efficiency that we, we donate so much time and energy to just being efficient at operating and maintaining the AWS cloud is we actually pass those savings on to our customers. And I mean this, all customers, not just the big ones that spend a lot. Every customer gets the same reduction in cost. And we have actually lowered prices. Hear hear me correctly, Brian. We've lowered prices 129 times since starting in 2006. And I would challenge anyone to go and see if any other large technology provider has lowered prices uh, at all, right? Let alone 129 times. The other thing we've done is we've built in intelligence. So let's think storage and you you store a file and maybe you use that file, um, you know, this podcast, you're going to use it for a bit um, or or you write a blog, right? And after a while, it becomes less and less 
accessed or maybe the research for the podcast. And so we'll actually automatically move it to cheaper storage levels because it's not being accessed as frequently. And the customer doesn't need to do anything other than turn on the service that will automatically move um, data that's not being utilized into cheaper and cheaper storage. And then last, and, and I'd say certainly not least, we provide a tool called AWS Trusted Advisor, which actually tells customers how to save more money. We highlight things that are not being utilized or being underutilized, and we recommend you turn them off. We actually don't want you spending, or I would argue, wasting money Mm. on AWS. We want you to get the value. And so if you turn something on and you're not using it, we're going to tell you and recommend that you turn it off so that you can actually recoup that money and spend it somewhere where you would get the value. Right, so we we really are looking out for those customers, and it is about driving value and innovation, and not wasting. So when you hear these stories about bills going out of control, those are people who who probably didn't follow our best practices and mm-hmm. setting up some of the controls that all exist, but but it does require some some uh, configuration, we'll say, uh, and that is where some of our partners can really come in and help out is to set it up in a way so that you are getting notified, that you understand your bill and you understand um, you know, how it may grow if you're using the product more and more. Yeah. Um, but here's the other beauty. When the pandemic hit, a bunch of our customers had reduced needs. And guess what? Their bill went down, Mm. right? So that's the thing about the cloud that most people don't quite comprehend is it actually, it's the elasticity where you can go up and down as your business needs change. And you just can't do that with on-premise. If you bought a server, you still guess what? Own that server and right, uh, right. whether you're using it or not. And that's just not the case with us. You you only pay for what you use. Um, and it, it allows and affords you uh, really to, to try to be more innovative. And if something doesn't work out, you turn it off. It's that simple. Yeah. And it's funny. I just spoke about this today. We, th- those are variable costs. Right? Exactly right. And, and you know, a lot of times business owners struggle with understanding their financials. You know, you should outsource. I say, always say, you know, if you don't understand it, because it's not something that you want to delve into and you feel like, oh, you know, it's not my specialty. Outsource yeah. it. Get the bookkeeper, sure. get the accountant. But you still need to understand how it works, especially we saw a fixed cost, like fixed costs are fixed costs, right? The rent is the rent. Absolutely. But it's the variable costs that we saw over the last three years that really walloped small businesses because they didn't account for them. And all of a sudden, you know, what was one X is now two and a half X or even three X, whether it was, uh, you know, supply chain costs or labor or, uh, you know, uh, electricity or gas, all of that went haywire. And, And the problem was with a lot of businesses, they didn't realize it until they were like five or six months into paying you know, hugely. So they didn't raise their prices. So what they were doing was the more they sold, yeah, the more they sold, the more they lost money. Like they were selling the, and and what they were thinking was, oh my God, uh, you know, my, my net income is not where I thought it would be. We need to sell more. Sure. And, And the answer was, no, you don't need to sell more. You need to stop selling. Because with every sale, instead of making $20, you're losing $20 
because you didn't adjust your costs. So variable costs is definitely something that you need to keep an eye on. I love the idea that, you know, to your point, you're using it less, you're going to spend less. Exactly right. Uh, we, we absolutely believe that, uh, you know, we want to grow with you. Um, and we want you to be able, again, to leverage the platform, um, you know, to meet your business needs, right? And not just have an expense for expense yeah. sake. And, and and something that I like to say a lot is, you know, time is money. So we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the cost savings and while they're important, but there's that other element that to me is even more important than that is time. So how can this this move to the cloud and running my business in the cloud save me time, like through optimization and modernization. So there's a there's a number of ways. Um, we've got a lot of stats to to support and research on on how people are able to do more because things are on demand. They're point and click away. It's faster to get started than in the traditional IT sense. If you can start a project six weeks earlier because you're just clicking and creating a database versus waiting for a server to create a database. You can get more done in the same calendar year. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also script or automate the production of uh, an entire environment. So most uh, SMBs run a very lean, uh, we'll call it lean, uh, disaster recovery, if they have one at all, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and really, it, it, it's a risk for a small and medium business. And then in the cloud, you can actually have uh, a you know, instances and things on standby that if you did have a problem, you would be able to spin up quicker than you would in the, in the physical world, saving you time. Um, and you could test, right? That's the other thing. And I used to work for a really large bank and we would, we would run tests before we pushed something into production to make sure it worked. And most small and medium businesses don't test. Um, and and yeah, the ones that do, yeah. they, they test on a, a, a something that's not uh, replicative of, of a production environment, right? Which has its own risks associated with it. So the automation of infrastructure, uh, the ability to just pause something and upgrade it and then hit play and it's been upgraded, like infinitely saves time. And then I'll, I'll plant this seed for your users because for small and, and medium businesses, security um, sometimes is an afterthought. Like they just, they struggle with, they, they know it's important, right? They know they're at risk from the, the bad actors that are out there and you've heard of ransomware and it's disrupted mm -hmm. many small and medium businesses because the bad guys don't care how big your business is. They don't. They yeah. just want to, they just want to get their Bitcoin and, 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 uh, and be disruptive. Um, and, and really what we want to do is to make it easier for people to be more secure. And so we've got data that shows that, uh, you know, companies that come to AWS reduce the number of security incidents by 43%. Wow. If there wow. are 43% less incidents, now you're not researching them. They're not doing mitigation because you have fewer incidents that frees up time to go do something else. Couple of things there. One, you know, you talk about you know losing your data, right? You're an on-premise yes. business. You know, where I live, we're coming into hurricane season, right? Oh, and, sure. you know, I was actually speaking to one of my partners who lives in South Carolina, and May is, you know, National Hurricane Preparedness Month, right? Yeah. So I always I play the what if game with my listeners uh, and and the people who do my workshop, and the first thing I say is. 
you know, okay, do you back up your data? You know, okay, so everything lives on premise, right? Yep. And if all of a sudden a big old hurricane comes by and wipes everything out, how long will it take you to get it back up and running? Because yep. if you're in the cloud, it'll take you a day, right? Not even. You just flip right. the switch and you're back on, right? right. Wherever you are. If you're on premise, and even if you back it up, this is the thing I love. They say, you know, we back it up, you know, yep. and, and that's the external hard drive right there. Yeah, right <laughs> there. Right ten next feet to away. the box. Yeah, 10 feet away from <laughs> Also <computer>. underwater. <laughs> you're like, all right, this is a problem. This, or, or you know, I back it up and I take it home every night. You know, they yep. we still have that, or the, the portable hard drives. But the, sure. the problem, the problem with all of that is, you know, those are the businesses that go out of business, right? That that will they just are. never, they'll just never recover. And if if you do nothing else, like that's the whole reason you want to move your your business to the cloud, is is exactly. to save it in the event that something happens to your business. But you also mentioned, you know, cybersecurity. Now, yes. with a lot of small businesses, and I've done a little bit of homework on this, most of the crimes against small businesses are crimes of convenience, right? They yes. go to the small business and it's like, okay, you left your windows open, your doors open, and I can see the jewelry on the dining room table. <laughs> this is pretty easy. I'm going to walk in, take it, and I'm gone. So I go down the block and, oh, th these doors are locked, these windows are locked. I'm just going to go to the next house. Like, it's, it's not... They're not going to spend as much time because they're just looking for the open door, the open window. Easy. Easy hack. And if you if, if you make it just a little bit more difficult for them, to your point, 43% less, right? We're, we're, we're incidents for businesses on AWS that are in the cloud. Yep. Is that, that's uh, accurate? It, it is accurate. And it just that saves time. And it also, for your listeners, it provides peace of mind. Yeah. We are the ones... AWS, that's securing the cloud, right? And and securing the data centers where you're operating. You and, and the listeners, we have a shared responsibility model, we call it. You need to secure your application and your data, what you put into AWS. That's your responsibility. So it's, it's a shared model, but we're taking some of that heavy lifting that your teams would be doing otherwise. And yeah. we have significantly more resources dedicated to that than any of your listeners could, could possibly uh, afford. Yeah. So, and they get the benefits of, of that immediately. I mean, we're, we're uh, rated for uh, top secret and large global financial institutions. I mean, we have to have every security standard, uh, you know, that you can imagine around the world. Yeah. And by default, all of your listeners get the benefit of all of that hard work because we had to do it for all these huge organizations. And you guys, yeah. all of your listeners get that same benefit. And, you know, it goes back to another phrase that I like to use. Do what you do best and outsource the rest. I love right? that. We're, 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 we're stuck on, you know, with small businesses, right? It's I mean, we always run lean. That's just a given, right? So my IT department is my son. You know, somebody else's <laughs> ID yep. department is their son or their brother or their cousin, or maybe they have a one or two dedicated IT people. But the fact of the matter is you're only as good as that person. If that person leaves, that person gets sick, that person gets disabled, you know, now your IT department is down. And so that is such a critical part of your business. 
You know, it's 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 actually more critical than your star salesperson leaving because you can always take over for your star salesperson, you know. But for, you know, for, for many of us, it would be like if my accountant went down, uh, I'm in trouble. Sure. My IT person, yeah. down, I'm in trouble. Uh, all right, Ben, we're, kind of, we're in a little bit of the home stretch and I can't believe I got to have you back on because there's so oh, much happily. more that I want to cover. And I love all your answers because you are te- you're saying everything that I want to say, but you're saying it so- in such a more intelligent way and practical way that it makes sense for my listeners. So I want to talk a little bit about data monetization because that's something that I've been asked about uh, and we get asked online and whatnot. And so it- it's kind of like this, in-, in essence, a new phenomenon, right? So how do companies... And can they do it through you? Like begin the process of this data monetization. Like how can they how can they create new revenue streams by monetizing the data? Well, it it all starts first with your listeners realizing that their data is an asset, right? And I I think I think that's critical that we start to think about the data as an asset. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to how do I how do I access that asset and how do I get it working for me? Um, mm-hmm. And simple truth is most small and medium businesses have data scattered all over the place in paper, in Excel streets, like all over. And so yeah. the first uh, order of business is we do have programs designed to help uh, small and medium businesses, one called Gain Insights, which really um, is meant to determine a, a data strategy. Okay, Where is the data? What format does it live in? Where where does it need to be in order to get the value out of it? Um, and so um, often uh, companies consolidate their information in AWS. And then we've got tools that actually have embedded AI ML in it, which will actually start to highlight um, patterns or trends in the data that that the tool notices without you having to do anything. It's going to say, hey, this is trending down or this is trending up and provide those insights without uh, the user really having to do you know, much of much of anything. You can go significantly beyond that, of course, and, and the options are, are endless. But it starts with um, understanding it's an asset, determining very importantly, what do you want to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to make better decisions? Uh, do you want to provide it as an asset? Uh, could other would other people value it, either in the industry or other kinds of customers? I I use an example uh, in the article you read of of ADP, which most yeah. of your listeners have heard of, right? The the, yeah. the, the check people, uh, payroll people, um, and they are taking data that they have which is where do you live, Brian? And Brian, if you moved, they know that you moved. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it's actually human migrations, right? Where you've seen people leave certain states or leave uh, areas because of either the taxes or or whatever, for whatever reason, people move. And if you were interested in where, as a small business, where should I put my next office? Where are you want to go where people are moving to, not the place where people are leaving, probably. Right. And so it's just it's 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 just thinking about your data in a a different way. Um, But it it can be leveraged one to make better decisions. And I think every one of your listeners wants to do that. We want to be data driven. And so you got to make the data accessible. Right. And so that's the first priority. And then it's what else can you do with that? How can I turn this asset in so it's working for me? Who else would value that? And we have a process called working backwards, 
which is actually how AWS um, and Amazon as a whole innovates, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're somewhat thought of as a fairly innovative company. We we dabble in all kinds of different things, yeah. um, and yeah. this process is how all of our new products are developed. And we work backwards from who the customer is and the problem we're solving. And then we write a press release and an, an FAQ, a frequently asked questions document for the would-be product or service. And we actually teach this process to our customers so that they might be able to leverage parts of it or some of it, or even the whole process to innovate on their own behalf and, and innovate for their customers. So it's just another service that we provide trying to give our SMB customers that competitive edge that they're looking for. All right. So I have data. I'm a small business. I have data. I have what my customers are buying. Part of me thinks, you know, customers who bought this, you know, if this, then that, right? Customers yes. who bought this are more likely to buy that. And through automation and AI, it can it can put together like I can use AI to say um, I have a new product coming out. And I give it this description. I'm able to do this um, through either AWS or one of its partners and say, I've got a new product coming out. You have access to my database. Find the most likely buyers of this product and let's send them an email introducing the product and, and a special introductory price. Is that so accurate? It, it is. Brian, you've, you've heard of Amazon.com, correct? Um, it's like a small little website, right? It is. It's a bookstore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bookstore, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's a bookstore. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you've been there and you've seen the recommendations that come up, right? right. And so right. that those recommendations, other people like you bought this, right? That right. That is a technology that, that was developed by Amazon and is now a service for AWS customers called Personalize. Right. So that same technology that we use on Amazon.com, your listeners could leverage inside of their own organizations with their own data. Right. And and it's again, it's a it's a clever way of sharing what we've developed um, to a different customer base, which uh, it can be small and medium businesses. Wow. OK, that's all right. That's that's blowing that my mind is officially <laughs> blown right now. Um, all right. I got two questions left for you. So. All right. Um, let's, let's talk about, again, I'm thinking about these businesses utilizing, let's say existing resources, right? They have these existing resources and experience for the three things that you wrote about in that article, data monetization, optimization, and modernization. So how can they, or can they utilize what they currently have right now for those three things? So the answer is absolutely yes. Um, the, the key is getting those resources, those people comfortable and learning how to leverage AWS. And if your people need help, there's wow. training, there is partners. We have a, a service called AWS IQ, which is actually a, a, a marketplace of AWS certified experts. And you can post on uh, the, the, the board uh, your project or what you're looking to do and get bids from freelancers that wow. would help you do it. So whether wow. you're learning or you just need a little help, we've created a whole uh, you know kind of gig economy, if you will, yeah. uh, for AWS certified professionals to help 
small and medium businesses get started, build their confidence. And it usually starts with a project. You build some confidence, you take some training, and then uh, you know it, it goes as once people see the value, they tend to step on that that pedal on the right and really accelerate their adoption. All right. I'm going to have to listen to this whole thing again because <laughs> it really, it's just, it's incredible. Um, and, and maybe my listeners are a lot smarter than me, but in terms of, yeah, Brian, we're already doing that. You know, we're, we're way ahead of you, but I know some of them are, I know at least, I'm at sure least some half of my listeners are. aren't half might be half might not be. Um, all right. So final question. So you mentioned a number of resources like AWS IQ and, and, and some of these other products. Um, if I'm a business and I go, okay, you've got my attention. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to take this journey now to move my business online? What AWS resources would you recommend to get me started? You know, what are my first one, two, three steps? Sure. So I'd, I'd encourage all your listeners to, to head out to AWS Smart Business Hub. So we developed a public facing web presence dedicated to this market space and your listeners. Okay. And so the content is curated. It's got industries. It's got use cases. Uh, they'll be able to find and educate themselves. Within that web space, there is a subsection called the AWS Connected Community, which mm -hmm. I would encourage people to sign up for. That allows you to connect directly with one-to-one -one with uh, experts, consultants to ask questions. There's on-demand training and resources. And there's also um, some special offers that are offered to those connected community and special events like roundtables that we do. And uh, we have a traveling series of CXO roundtables that we do. So you could find out more about that. Um, and then uh, again, I would encourage, there's a contact us page too. I would encourage any listener looking to start this journey, or even if you're on this journey, and you think you need some help, we'd love to help you reach out, contact us. Wow. There's somebody in our organization dedicated to you and that is willing to help you. And we have a, a, you know thousands of partners around the world um, that are dedicated to this market and know this space and its unique challenges, right? They understand the budget challenge. They understand the, the, the limited IT resources. And so there, there's a lot that we're doing to kind of bring together the support that your listeners need to really take advantage of AWS. I'm going to leave it right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's time, it's money, it's, uh, it's your business, you know, it's security, right? It's, it's all of the things that I've been talking about since 2018 on my 2018, podcast, but that, <laughs> that uh you know maybe maybe you know we'll we'll reach and convince even more listeners now that you said it. <laughs> well uh, I I sure hope so. We're here to help. Yeah. Well Ben, thank you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for sharing all of this wonderful information uh for our listeners. I'll put uh ways all of the resources you mentioned we'll put on the resource page. And uh again I'd love to have you back on you know in the fall. Uh, to, you know, talk again about AWS and maybe some of the products that you're coming out with and the services that you're offering. Sure. Hey, Brian, one special offer for you and your listeners. We'll, we'll 
ask you to put in your resources. We actually yeah. developed, co-developed with IDC, a, a cloud buyer's oh, guide. Yes, yes. To try and just make it easier for decision makers to know what questions to ask and so forth. And so we'll make sure that you get a link and can provide that out to your listeners. It's just, again, one more way we're trying to make this big decision easier for, for your listeners. I love that. And you're 100% right. I'm going to put that right at the top of the resources, the, that IDC business owners buyer's guide. Right. That's what you're Perfect. talking about. Yeah. Thanks. Exactly right. Fantastic. All right. Uh, ben Schreiner, head of business innovation and go to market for U.S. commercial sales at AWS. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for enlightening me and our listeners and giving them all the more reason to get their business off premise, out of their homes and, and their offices and move it to the cloud. Thank you for that. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you uh, for all of the feedback you've given us. I gave you a little homework assignment within the podcast. So email me, tell me how your business has changed since you moved to the cloud, or tell me if we touched on any of the reasons why you're still not in the cloud with your business. And uh, hopefully we have given you enough reasons to make the move. And that's it for today. Thanks again for your suggestions and your feedback. We'll see you next week on another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com for a listing of future podcasts.